But after after I was on your podcast, of course, I enjoyed our conversation. I enjoyed yeah. getting to know you. And then I started following you and paying attention mm-hmm. to you. And um, my my interpretation at surface level is that you are the meme king. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I uh, I definitely enjoy doing it. You know, like uh, make I don't know what it is. I just the feeling of making someone laugh or you know like giving them the chuckles is I I I there's hardly many many few uh, feelings that are greater than that. At least for me personally, I love uh, if I can make you laugh. It makes me makes me feel equally as good. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I was I was cracking up today. I, I tried to scroll as far down as I could, <laughs> yeah. and there was a time where you were just posting a lot. So to get through your feed took a while, but I was cracking up at the one which it's just so silly, but you're stretching and you're doing like a, a, a nose to toes type thing on the wall. And then, you know, you clearly have a fake leg and then you walk away and then it's like a thong type yep. thing. I'm just like, dude. That sounds about right. Yep. That sounds about, yep. Sounds pretty on brand. Yep, for sure. Yeah, my wife. My wife's always like, uh, "Do you ever feel like you might be showing too much yourself?" And I'm always like, "Well, I always think butts are funny, so maybe I'll grow out of it one day." But man, it's just I think it's a the potty humor is still funny to me. So I uh, <laughs> kind of milk it for all it's worth. Yep. Well, with that being said, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I've you know you just heard of me, but holy smokes, it's, it's uh, I've been following you since. Uh, Man, I think when I first started CrossFit, like 2013, 2014, you're, I, I know I touched on this a little bit when I had you on, but man, all the, I owe you a, uh, a great deal of, uh, of, um, I guess just acclimates for being so good at like any of my gymnastic abilities, uh, muscle ups, handstand walks, push ups. uh, you know, but your videos were, uh, getting, getting a lot of views. I've definitely helped those numbers, buddy. Get those, uh, get those numbers up for you, especially your early on stuff, your San Francisco CrossFit stuff. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. It's it's uh, the gift that keeps on giving. I yeah. love it. And, uh, you know, I've I've made a slow return mm-hmm. into paying attention to what's happening in the CrossFit yeah. sphere. Uh-huh. And it's been cool to just see what you do mm-hmm. and how you're doing it. And I, I, I want to explore that uh, sure. today. Uh, it, t- tell me, how did you get into CrossFit? So I was in the Fire Academy uh, 24. Uh, yeah, 2013, 2014 was a half and half there uh, in the Fire Academy. Uh, and before then, I was a lot of like Globo Gym, you know, bench press, uh, bicep curls, all that stuff. And then one of my buddies that was in the, the Fire Academy, he's like, uh, you look like you're in pretty good shape. Uh, do you think you're in pretty good shape? And I'm like, I feel like I am. And so uh, tip, kind of a standard CrossFit story where he put me through like a, my first my first CrossFit workout. And I was like, holy smokes. I am not as in good shape as I thought I was. Uh, had a little bit of strength, but man, as far as like any kind of Metcon more than like two minutes, I was I was toasted. Um, which was, and so and so as I got hooked, I was like, I gotta, I want to keep doing this. I love this, and then I just the more I learned about it, like the I love the competing kind of nature of it too. Everything that kind of I love all that stuff too, and uh, it definitely helped me. And so that was the, really early on in the Fire Academy, and so I started doing. CrossFit quite a bit through the academy, man. That uh, that definitely paid dividend when it comes to like your hauling, you know, going up the stairs with all your gear on and uh, running miles for a time to pass like your physical part of the of the uh, academy and all that stuff. So um, it was it was perfect timing for me. And ever since then, I just kind of been I've been hooked. And so um, and so yeah, ever since about 2014, I've been I've been doing the uh, doing the CrossFit, drinking the Kool Aid. Amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and are are you a firefighter right now? 
I am not. Yeah, that was a long, it was a long, uh, unsuccessful uh, uh, journey for me. I, I went on about like 20 interviews. Um, te- uh, tw- uh, shit, back it up. About 20, te- you know, you go and you take your test to, to uh, qualify, hopefully, for the next round. Did about 20 of them. Out of those 20, I got like three or four calls back, call back. And out of those three or four, I got really close twice, like down to like the bottom two or three. Um, and these are usually, you know, when you go to these things, they're like 500 people testing for eight spots, 10 spots, you know. And so to get down to like the top two or three, that was like a big deal. And so, uh, yeah, I got down to the the bottom two or three a couple times and they just, they, they just went with the other candidates over me. So, I tested and did that. I tried that uh, about two or three years after the academy, and um, yeah, it just never got on. So I just kind of, kind of turned the page and started uh, started looking elsewhere. Mm. And you, I mean, you could have potentially uh, applied or tested for different areas too, but you weren't you weren't in a position where you were ready to relocate or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the deal there? Family? Yeah. So I, I definitely wanted I, that, and that's a great point to put you because I think if I wanted to maybe do more of like like a cal fire or like forest fire, I probably would have had a lot better chances. I, I I've I've heard it's a little easier to get on that way, um, but because I was California tra- is constantly burning up. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> but I was always tested for like city departments because that was kind of what I really wanted to do. And so, and I was a little bit older in the realms of like what you'd see candidates. So like my our our fire academy class, you know, there's some kids right out of high school, early twenties. And I think when I was in there, I think I was 29 or 30 when I did it. So I was, I was kind of older-ish. Um, and so I just didn't want to do like the, cause I've heard stories with like Cal fire where, you know, they're gone for like two weeks, three weeks, sometimes longer than that. And they're, you know, sleeping on the ground and it's just, they're uncomfortable, miserable. And I was like, I just, that, that part doesn't sound appealing to me. So I always would test for uh city jobs. And so, and that, those are typically a little more desired positions too uh, in the fire um, in the fire community. And so they're a little harder to get as well. And so, uh, right. And so that's kind of where, um, yeah, I think if I, if I tried or, you know, expanded that a little bit more, but I, I, te- I did test up and down all California. Like I think it went high as like as Richmond. Uh, and then I went all, you know, all down like the LA area and stuff. I was, uh, I was testing. And so, um, but yeah, just uh, did not, uh, <laughs> did not get the, that final, uh, final thumbs up from uh, from the interviews mm-hmm. yeah well it wasn't for a lack of trying and and did you yeah. did you become a crossfit coach and do your level one or did no. that ever pan out for you or was it not interesting no uh i i do find is you know i don't really have a good reason why i've never done it i just uh i'm, I'm i've never I, I don't have it no i've never i've never done any kind of crossfit coaching um i like the idea of it and like it i find it interesting I don't know. I don't really have a good reason. I guess I just haven't gotten around to doing it. <laughs> are, are, are you are you like the guy that's like part of a motorcycle gang but doesn't have a, a, a driver's license? Yeah. <laughs> Very good analogy. Very good analogy. Yes. Yep. That is true. Yeah. I have zero credentials on the CrossFit stuff, but I can, I can talk about it all day. That's for sure. Totally. I could talk about it. I just don't mm-hmm. have any credentials. Oh, yeah. Um, they're overrated anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like, uh, I th- I've heard the level one's just like a fun kind of like a community experience, which I think it's is incredible. Kind of, yeah, that's cool. But I've heard the level two and three is not, it's just different. It's just different than like your level one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my level one was definitely the most transformational and pivotal moment of my fitness career. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I had Nicole Carroll giving the what is fitness lecture. That's cool. 
And I was like, man, this is an insane. I've mm -hmm. never heard anybody talk about it this way. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, going through the pain of the lunch workouts or not the lunch yeah. workouts, but they have you go through like they did Fran back then and fight yep, on I've bad heard. or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, I thought it was the coolest thing I had ever experienced. Right. And I came out of that weekend with this completely new perspective on fitness. And mm -hmm. I felt like I had found like the secret sauce to <laughs> uh -huh. breaking through into the yeah. fitness community. It was, it was incredible. So I, yeah. I do recommend anybody, uh, who's interested in doing that. You, yeah. Yourself included. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I really should. I know I really should. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, maybe I just like, maybe one day I'll do it. I just haven't gotten around to it. No good reason. No good reason why I just guess, I don't know. Just haven't done it. Just haven't have figured it out well, yet. For you, maybe it's a, it's a great excuse for creating uh, a new content. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Cause there's some funny things that happen there. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yep. That's good stuff. Yeah. I'm okay. Excited. So, so are you, is being the meme King, is that the way that, uh, you run your business and that is that your profession? Or, no, or, or just uh, tell me the tell me the story. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. After not being successful with uh, the Fire Academy, I um, I started I started well. I started doing um, the memes probably right around that time. And actually, even before that, I was I really got interested into programming, even though as we just discussed, I was not uh, justified to do that with no credentials. But anyways, I, I really like programming. I just like making up like workouts. I thought that was fun and like trying to find like just cool ways to come with different ideas. So when the page first started, it was just workouts. I was just making, I was just posting workouts and that was getting like a little bit of traction. I think I had like, I think I may have did that for about six or seven months. And I, I had a few thousand followers just, just doing that. Um, and then I was like, I started seeing like, uh, like the NFL memes and like the MLB, like these other sports, um, had like kind of like meme pages going. I'm like, I don't, I don't see any for like CrossFit. I'm like, I'll just give it a try. Like, I think I could, I think I could do that. And at the time, I don't know if you, I don't know, this is a guy that uh, kind of doesn't get talked about anymore, but there's a guy called the laughing lifter. Uh, and I always give him a, I always give him a shout out because he's kind of like the one guy that kind of like, I saw him do it before me. Um, and he, I thought his stuff was hilarious. Uh, he doesn't really do it anymore. He, he, he posts every now and then, but it's, it's this different type of content. Anywho. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, yeah, I just started doing it cause it was just, I, he's the only one I saw, uh, do, do that kind of, uh, you know, contest. I was like, and so I started doing it and then all it took was like, I think I, I can't remember which one of the, the CrossFit games reshared a post that I did. And that's all, dude, like overnight, I got like 20,000 followers just like, just off that one. And then, uh, you know, just over the course of, uh, the years of doing it, you know, you'll get some big name athletes will reshare, repost. And anytime that happens, it's, you know, this just skyrockets. Um, mm -hmm. and so, but, but kind of to answer your question, that was my, that all this has always been just kind of for fun. Like, uh, only recently have I been, I don't, and I may have even talked about this when you're on my show, but only recently in the last year, I've been trying to figure out a ways to like monetize it a little bit, maybe get a little bit income off of doing it. Um, still mm -hmm. struggle with that. I'm just not very good. At it. I think I'm like a, just a crappy salesman. I, I just, I'm not good at it. And so <laughs> you're, de you're definitely not a crappy salesman. I've, I've, I've been on your show. I've talked to you enough that I'm like, no, you, you know, you know how to sell. I think it's just the creator economy is tricky. And especially uh -huh. if you're, you were monetizing, I believe on Instagram, but that creator fund doesn't really exist anymore. It doesn't. So, and it, yeah, to your point, that was glorious. Cause there was a couple of months I was getting about nine to $10,000 a month just mm -hmm. off of like, just off of views. And I'm like, Oh, if I can keep this going, this is, this is good. This is like a good little, good little limit for, especially for what I, you know, for what it is. But that only, that was, 
that was very short lived. I want to say maybe six months, six months of that. And, and there was other, like, that was like my high point of the month. So the other months was like maybe a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks, which is, it's still, it's still very cool for, um, you know, what, it, what you're getting paid to do. Um, but yeah, like they, the platforms, they don't even like TikTok and stuff. They don't, it's, you know, you get like, I think like a nickel for every 10,000 views or something like that. It's like, it's, I mean, you'll, you'll yeah. get a video that gets like 10 million views and then like, here's 35 bucks. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. thank you. Thanks for the $35, you know? Uh, totally. so, so yeah, the, uh, yeah, the creator funds on, on these platforms are just not, just not that great right now, unless you can figure out a way to like, I know YouTube, or at least I hear YouTube is pretty, you know, if you can get, you can get some good numbers on YouTube, you'll get some good, uh, uh, like ad revenue from, from doing that. Yeah. And then uh, I see you you started building on, on X as well, former yep. Twitter, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I, I believe um, will potentially position you to have some access to to their creator fund, their mm -hmm. uh, ad, ad revenue share, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. similar to, to the YouTube model. Yep. Uh, have you seen any traction there yet or has it been mm -hmm. slow on the pickup? It's been, yeah, it's still been slow. I'll, I'll add a few followers uh, every now and then. I'm always like kind of... Um, begging and pleading to my following on Instagram. I'm like, can you guys just at least just uh just give me a follow over here? And, and usually when I post that, I might get like one, one mm -hmm. or two people to follow. And I, which I always find fascinating. I'm like, man, you get you get so many eyeballs over here. It's just like can't it's hard. It's hard to get people to to go to another platform and uh you know just like follow at least I struggle with that. It's uh well I I, I do see that with other uh creators and stuff too. Usually if you get people on one platform for the most part it's they're they're kind of just on that one. Um, and I get it, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I guilty of that too. Usually if I follow somebody on one platform, very rare do I follow one person on multiple platforms. That's, that's very, very, very rare that I do that. I try to find out where they're most active at, you know, and that's kind of where I, where I, uh, follow them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that is my goal. And I, I worry too that, cause I get a lot of, um, I'll get a lot of strikes on my Instagram account for, yeah, uh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. I get a lot of strikes and, um, Sometimes I can see why, you know, like maybe sometimes a little too, uh, showing a little too much, but then there's other times I'm like, I have no idea what's even what I'm doing wrong here. I have zero. And like, you know, you could appeal it. Um, I've had like maybe just a couple of overturned mo more likely than not. They, they stay. And so, uh, you know, like I've had, I've had this account now for like nine years and if you go back, there's quite a few, there's quite a few strikes. on it. So I'm just like any day now they're going to just, they're going to can me on that. And then it's like, you know. There goes all that work because they they did. I had a um, I had a pretty good following on Facebook. I had about sixty or seventy thousand people on uh, followers on Facebook, and then they just they delete they delete that. And I have no idea because I I wow. uh, literally shared I share shared the same uh, the same content on both. And so it's just funny how they deleted one and not the other one. So um, and I reached out to them like to to appeal it, but they don't. Yeah, they're not very good at like uh, their customer service is not that great over there at uh, Meta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I got locked out of my Facebook account, and mm -hmm. it took me probably two months to get back in, and I never heard from anybody. Emailed several times, so mm -hmm. it just comes to show how vulnerable we are to these platforms, yes. and then the fact that people are so loyal to certain platforms, which is yes. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this. Mm -hmm. uh, X, now X, formerly mm -hmm. Twitter. Uh, of course, uh, everybody probably knows uh, Elon Musk buys the company. People don't really like Elon Musk for various reasons, whatever. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I can see both sides. Yeah. Uh, but um, what I was trying to get to is kind of like 
It doesn't matter uh, who's behind the platform. We're all at the mercy of these platforms. And uh, we have to choose how to play the game if we're going Mm -hmm. to be uh, Mm -hmm. on social media or trying to share our work. And I I just find it fascinating that there are people who are unwilling uh, to even explore. And then I think they forget rapidly, you know, China mining data through mm-hmm. TikTok, which is something yep. that Meta has clearly been doing for, for years previously. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, censorship happening on YouTube um, in various ways that can come from really positive intentions mm-hmm. um, to to protect uh, mm-hmm. the, the users. But we're, we're all, uh, we I think we all become hypocritical in many ways. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we... Yeah, we, we make it hard for ourselves. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's cool that you are uh, open to exploring these edges mm-hmm. and being, you know, borderline, borderline offensive with your content, <laughs> but, you know, funny. Uh, yeah. But then also when I've heard you speak is is you're also a very reasonable person. And that, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm eager to explore with you today is like, yeah. Where is where is the voice of reason within the madness and chaos of that which you express, and so, how do you navigate those two worlds? Has, has yeah. that always been like that? Yeah, uh, I'm about. I thank you for the compliment because I I really pride myself on trying to be reasonable, and I I try to even when I'm uh, not that I never you know it never happens at our house, but every now and then I have an argument with my wife. Every now and then, um, I try to I try to very be empathetic towards her, try to hear her size and really try to be open-minded about what it is that, that I actually did wrong because I'm all, I always think like it's always two different perspectives, you know, like even though I don't think I'm doing, doing or saying something wrong, her life experiences, her things, her feelings are interpreting it completely different. And she's, you know, getting this uh, response from me in a certain way she's taking it. And so I try to really always kind of have that thinking in in my mindset when I'm, when I'm at home and then even like on, you know, social and the platforms and through that, I'm trying to be very empathetic because no two people have walked the same path in life. And so it's always like, it's, it's so easy. And you see it all the time. People just like jumping down people's throats all the time. And I'm like, it's so far and few between. I've seen people just like pumping the brakes for a second and be like, can you try to maybe hear this person out or try to be understanding to like what they're, maybe saying or what they're trying to, you know, uh, express themselves. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I think, uh, being reasonable, um, trying to, to see both sides is, is something I've, I've worked really hard at. Cause I don't think, I, I don't think I've always been good at that. I think that's kind of something that's developed maybe in the last, uh, maybe in the last like 10 years or so. Uh, I think when I was younger, I was a little more of like set in my ways and my, and my, uh, beliefs and things like that. So I was a little more like on the attack too, if somebody, somebody said or did something that contradicted those kind of things that I was accustomed to. And so, uh, definitely a bit in my younger, younger years, definitely guilty of it. But, um, yeah, I just, I think this comes with experience and talking with people and trying to keep an open mind. And like, when I listen to people like yourself or other people that I really respect, uh, and admire, like kind of hear them explain it in a very similar way of like, um, you know, different walks of life, kind of saying different walks of life, different, different, um, experiences people have you got it it's it, like empathy is such a crucial um emotional intelligence that you that i, f- I wish everyone would kind of work on a little bit more because i think that is definitely uh um 
lacking right now. And I'll, I'm going to stop because I feel like I'm rambling. I just want to make sure I'm going to no, address your, I'm gonna your question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think you're, you're, you're bringing up something uh, very powerful. Maybe I share this on your podcast uh, when we were talking, but I, I think the analogy that I, that I resonate the most with is let's say you and I are driving down the, the road. We're going through a town. We're on a road trip and I'm driving and I, we're out of gas and I'm, I'm looking at the flashing light and you're hungry so we're driving through this town. You're looking for the pizza joint. I'm looking mm -hmm. for the gas station. Mm -hmm. By the mm -hmm. time we've gone through this, the, the town, we will have experienced that town completely different. You saw or were looking for the pizza place. I was mm -hmm. looking for the gas station. Mm -hmm. We were in the same car on the same road in the same town. Completely different experience just because we had different motives and needs yeah. that we we're trying to get met. And I think mm -hmm. this is what life is all about. It's like we're yeah. all in the same car. We're on the same planet. Yeah, we're yep. going towards the grave together. <laughs> yep. But we're all looking at our own things and trying to meet our own needs. And then when yeah. we try to express those frustrations or those needs, they mm -hmm. clash with others. And then it becomes this thing where, mm -hmm. um, yeah, now you're being, uh, yeah, a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, it kind of goes back to us being trying to be reasonable, trying to be practical trying to be empathetic those those three things right there i feel like if you can work on those three skills you're probably gonna you're probably gonna develop into a pretty good human i would say you know on the on this earth you can really uh you know focus on those three things um because i feel like those are just lacking <laughs> especially especially if you spend too much time on social media which i am definitely guilty of i gotta take breaks sometimes because i'm just it's not good for my mental health sometimes i'm just like constantly somebody somebody said it I forgot who said it, but it was very interesting when you, especially if you think about, for example, like TikTok, when you scroll through it and you see something funny, then you see something sad, then you see something scary, then you see something like, you know, like you're just like, you're, you're going through these different emotions and like in one and two seconds, sometimes you're like happy, sad, like, oh, there's no way if you're doing that for like hours at a time, there's no way as human beings, that is a good, that is good for us in any shape or form to just be going through this role, like instant too, like instant roller coaster and like. I get it sometimes too. I have to like take a deep breath. I'm like, geez, I'm just like, I'm getting so angry or upset about this like piece of content I'm looking at right now. And it's like, it's, if you could take a step back and in hindsight, we're like, this does not really matter right now in my life. Like, you know, you're like watching two people fight on a plane or something like that. And you're kind of like, put yourself in a situation like, oh, they're like, why would I do that to myself? That's not good. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, insane. you know. Yeah. And then you're getting all heated up. And then like my kid's like, Hey dad, like he's like, like, or she's like kind of interrupting me. And then I'm like getting irritated with her because I'm like already irritated with my phone. And like that. So these are things where like, I'm very conscious of, I know I'm, I know I'm, I need to get better at. Um, and so, uh, but I also, th also think too, like, I, I don't think a lot of people are reevaluating themselves or like, you know, like self-assessing themselves because it's, you see it all the time. People are just like constantly, constantly on their phone. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that's something that's, it's like, it, that's, I feel like it's kind of like a relatively new problem. And those are like kind of things that I, that I hope and wish like school would kind of start to uh, at least kind of bring to light with some of the younger generations. Cause it's not, it's definitely not going to go away. <laughs> if anything, it's just going to get more, especially with those Apple, <laughs> those Apple things. Dude, nobody's going to, nobody's going to take those off. Like in like 10 years, nobody's going to ever, ever have those things off. Cause mm -hmm. why would you, why would you want to take those off? Your, your whole world's yeah. going to be enhanced and like everything is going to be right here and you can talk to it like. 
they're, you're going to see so many people walking around with those things 24 7. It's just yeah, going to be insane. ridiculous. Yeah. Insane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Augmented reality, virtual reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to be wearing that. And especially when the technology arrives at a point where it's kind of like, okay, now it's just a contact lens. Yeah. You know that's going to happen too. You know that's going to happen. Life is going to get crazy. For sure. And I think it's just going to happen Oof. sooner than we think it's going to happen too. Like, 20 years is not really that far away. And you're like, I can't even begin to fathom like where like all this AI stuff is going to be in 20 years. It's going to be, it's going to be insane. And so, um, mm -hmm. yeah, when my kid, when my kids are 20 something, it's going to be, they're going to be like, dad, I'm not taking off my, uh, my Apple lenses. <laughs> Why would I do that? Are you crazy? My dad mm -hmm. wants me to take my Apple lenses off. What an idiot, you know? <laughs> you know, which, which is interesting because I think where it's leading is to a place where we can no longer lie. Mm -hmm. And lying is such a big part of um, our existence. I, in yeah. fact, I think uh, Noah Harari mentions in his book, Sapiens, that one of the things that distinguishes Homo sapiens from all the other hominids uh, was that we could make up stories. And that's how we could rally more than 150 people. So technically, uh -huh. each individual can only manage 150 relationships, but through stories, especially mm -hmm. lies. Like, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. If you do this, right. you're going to be rewarded. You're going to go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You go. You, you, <laughs> uh, and you, also, you can like, rally people. Also, like, uh, maybe like a little white lie, you know, with something that's not really that bad. Like, oh, I'm just going to like fudge you just a little bit just for the sake mm -hmm. of myself or, you know, whatever you think it is. You're not going to be able to do that anymore either, you know? <laughs> like, this little stuff, everything's going to be captured on, uh, on video and all this stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, it already, pretty much already is. Yeah, but I think, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I do think that humor, which is something mm -hmm. that you have completely leaned into, and I and I love that you're doing it, <laughs> and that you're exploring these these edges of what's acceptable and not. I, uh, I think one of the things that you're doing is you're demystifying a lot of the um, okay. stories that we have in our head that some of us think about but we don't dare to say. Some of us <laughs> think about have said and then be been punished for saying it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think that's really cool. And I'm wondering, has that, this always been the case for you since you were a kid? Or is this something that you've recently found? Uh, is it a, something that as you express it, are you accepted? Or are you like loved and hated? <laughs> yeah. Like what's what's the deal? Yeah, man, probably a little bit of uh, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I've always I've always had the mentality of like, whatever's funny is funny. Like I'm not going to, when, when it comes to humor, I'm not going to like discriminate either way. I think if something's funny, I'm doing it for the sake of the joke. I, I don't need anything more or anything less than that. You know, it's like, this is, this is just, I'm trying to get the joke. And I think I try to been, I'm taking more time sharing, like doing podcasts and trying to share more about me as a person. Cause I'm trying to hope I'm, or my hope is that people will, will see that I'm like, uh, I would like to consider myself. I could, you know, I try to be a genuine, good human, um, try to treat everyone fair, equal and all, all those things that come with that. So with that mindset, if I'm saying a joke that's maybe this this particular joke is upsetting to you, but everybody else finds it funny, well, maybe next week I'm gonna I'm gonna say a joke that's not if it you know doesn't offend you that maybe I offend someone else. So I try not to I try not to let that prohibit me from doing that because if I think something's funny, it's it's I just think it's funny, and usually for the most part, there's a lot of people that think it's funny, and so humor and like you know stand up comedians, I think some people are gonna get offended, but it doesn't matter what you say, you know, kind of thing. There there's gonna be when you're when you're razzing somebody or if you're you know if you're saying something that's kind of like taking a little jab it's it's going to rub somebody the wrong way but i 
I know people have made fun of me about, you know, like my friends and, and things like that I've been the butt of a joke many, many times. And it's, it's okay to laugh it off. It's okay. Cause you gotta like have the mindset. It's just a joke. I know it's not how this person really, really feels. And I've, uh, I've tried to explain that to you. I don't know if I've, uh, if uh, I've done a good job, but I've, I've tried to think of it like where, you know, if an actor plays a role in a movie, um, they're not, they're not like criticized for like that role they're portraying, even, you know, whatever it is, you know, they're not like they, they, you know, they're, they're pretending in that role. And I feel like the same way about like standup comedians. I don't really think everything they say is exactly how they feel. I think they're just trying to go for the joke and they're just kind of like playing a character up on stage to try to get that, you know, to try to deliver that joke and make you laugh. And so I don't, I feel like, especially when, uh, standup comedians, they get, they get a lot of, uh, a lot of grief sometimes. And I think they're just like what I said, um, they're just trying to go for the joke. You know, they're not, that's not really necessarily a hundred percent how they feel. You know, they, they got to kind of push those, those boundaries and stuff and the, and the, those edges of um, what's comfortable and what's not comfortable. Because I think to me, I'm like my humor, like the more edgy <laughs> and kind of like the more offensive, the funnier I think it is. Um, and so, um, and so, yeah, I, I, and I think a lot of the people who are following me are kind of have of that same mind. Um, but yeah, you'll see some, if, if a video gets a lot of attraction, a lot of traction, then it, it reaches an audience that's not typically following me. Yeah. You'll see <laughs> my inbox will get a lot of nasty messages. Um, but I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I, I will say that's one, one great quality that my, uh, my mom is still to me is confidence. And like, I don't, it's very, very hard to somebody to message me to really upset me or, or break me down. Yeah. I, I don't like seeing it. I don't like seeing somebody attack me. It doesn't, doesn't like feel good, but I'm really good at not letting it affect me too much. Like uh, pretty much at all. I usually don't even like engage, um, nothing like that. So like, even though there's a lot of, you know, a lot of hate, I got, I got to take a second and be like, I know this person, this is probably the only thing this person's ever seen that I've done. <laughs> they know, they know zero about me. So how much validity can I put in their, opinion on what they think of me. I just, I just, I just gotta, gotta kind of like arrive above, rise above that, you know? And, uh, Gary V, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has said something like he doesn't let him, he doesn't let the highs, like the compliments get too hot, get him too high. And he doesn't let the negative stuff get him too low. And I kind of try to, I gotta try to like, or at least I try to like find myself right there too. Like, uh, yeah, I love, I love getting compliments. I love hearing all the positive stuff, but I don't let it go. Like, you know, it doesn't give me too high. I kind of keep like, that's, that's nice. It's a nice feeling. And then when people <laughs> cut me down, I'd be like, Oh, that's, it's not my intentions I'm trying to do. Sorry. That's, you know, sorry. But, um, and so, yeah, I never, I'm, I've, I've never, I never taken anything down because somebody's upset or somebody's, uh, offended. I just like, Hey, you know, sorry that you feel that way kind of thing. That stinks. I've I have taken a few posts down because my wife will, will say, Hey, maybe that's a little too much. <laughs> maybe that's a little too much. We should probably, should probably I'm like, all right, well, she's the boss lady, you know? So I gotta like, yeah, that, and that's only happened maybe like out of like the nine years, maybe like three times, you know? What, um, what is, what is one of them? <laughs> so let me think here. Uh, well, the one that's probably the most talked about in my, my little fluffy duck career is, I made it, I made a joke about COVID and that got huge traction because, because CrossFit games posted it. Then that was right around the time Glassman was getting, um, selling the company. He was getting under a lot of, a lot of stuff. So then the New York times reached out to me, uh, Washington post reached out to me like, yeah. And like, 
Oh, my inbox was whole because it, it the joke was um, some guy eats a bat halfway across the world, and now I can't go to CrossFit. And boy, oh boy, was that was that done in poor taste? I still think like it's still just a joke. Like it's just a, it's just a joke. But holy moly, the like it, it was it was a thing. It was a huge thing, and I didn't want to take it down for the longest time because uh, because of what we just talked about. I was like, I don't, I I. I did it with just the intention of trying to make you laugh, and, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it made I think it made some people laugh. It didn't make most people laugh because it was it was a lot. That was like one of those ones where it's like, okay, here's a here's one good uh, comment to like ten bad ones, um, and so uh, after like yeah after like the Washington Post and the New York Times and stuff, my wife's like, yeah, you should probably uh, should probably go ahead and take that thing down. I was like, all right, I'll finally I'll, I'll finally take it down. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that was probably the most uh, infamous one. And I, and, I, and I think it's because CrossFit also posted it to their Instagram, which, uh, you know, I, I, I read a lot of their comments in there, too. People saying, like, you know, if this guy wants to uh, me, if I want to post it online, that's one thing. But this is not like something that should be posted by CrossFit Games. And I kind of I kind of agree with that, actually, too. You know, it's a little it might be a little a little a uh, little too extreme, like a little too much of a of a joke for like a, like a like a HQ type of uh, uh, Instagram page to post something like that. So I, I, I understood, I, under, I understood why, uh, why it was, it might've been in bad taste, <laughs> but, uh, but again, even though like, I still like, I, I don't really feel like I'm not like apologetic of it. Cause I just, like I said, it's still, I'm just trying to be, I was just trying to make you laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, um, we could play this game all day, but <laughs> yeah. you know, you you go back. The bat the bat was never found. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know the the, uh-huh. the thing most likely came from a lab. Something that yeah. was something that we weren't allowed sure. to talk about. Uh, For sure. Yep. Yep. And there was a lot there, and I think it was just the a very yeah. interesting intersection. And yes, um, in the beginning we didn't know what this was. It mm-hmm. it, it did affect people negatively in many ways. Now yep. we're in a completely different place. A lot uh-huh. of truths have come out since, yep, yep. and um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. we 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 all kind of uh, quickly forget, and it's uh, it's hard to be funny um, mm-hmm. and and be edgy, and, and oh yeah, the fact that mm-hmm. you're willing to go there, I mm-hmm. I find it inspiring because <laughs> I wouldn't dare. I I was I, I'm more on like leaning towards woke, you know, and I am I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. I'm embarrassed that I've even had. Uh, those tendencies, but it's, it's just cool. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 I appreciate, I appreciate it. Like I said, like, I don't, I hope that (laughs) myself and other people don't, don't get too scared of doing that because man, that's the stuff that I, I love. I love seeing, I love watching other people's content when they are, you know, comedians, when they push that line, because that's, that's when I just started laughing, you know, like die, cry, cry laughing. So, um, um, yeah, you know, I think there's, I think, I, I think actually I said this on Savant's podcast, there's, there's a lot of people that don't that don't like that kind of st- that kind of content, but then there's this huge group that really does enjoy that type of content. So are these so should this big group of people do without because this group over here doesn't like it? This is where I go back to like if you if you know if you don't like it, it just it's, you can just scroll past it. You don't have to cancel people. You just you don't have to follow those people. You don't have to uh, adjust the the content. You can just keep going. You know, keep, mm-hmm. keep scrolling. But yeah, I feel like people they that's not good enough anymore. You know, they want to, they want to stick it to you for, yeah. yeah, they, <laughs> like, yeah they, and they want to connect with you. They're like, Hey, yeah. you made me feel a certain way. I, I need right. to. Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh-huh. do you think you can, can you separate the art from the artist? Cool. Um, yeah, I think so. 
I think so. What do you think? <laughs> well, I, 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 I've, uh, I've thought about this. I, uh -huh. I, I have an iPhone. Um, uh -huh. And if, if uh, Steve Jobs was uh, a key part in creating the iPhone um, and he maybe didn't align with my values and morals, um, do, do I, hey. am I capable of separating that? And then, uh -huh. for example, if you think about cobalt mining for hey. uh, creating the batteries and that that is modern day slavery, I'm, I'm actually paying and funding modern it day is. slavery. Can it I separate is. that from, um, yeah, the product that is, well, I, I don't know. Uh, there's a part of me that uh, is definitely saying I can, because here I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know? I guess. Uh, yeah, you know, it's um, well. That's where it just goes back to like your actions and speak louder than your words. <laughs> yeah, because I, it, it's, and I think that's a perfect example. You, I've used it too in the past too, where, you know, people get on their high horse and they're like criticizing you and they're saying how you're a bad person, and then they're sending that tweet from their iPhone, <laughs> which is made by child slavery. It's like it's pretty interesting that you're, you're holier than now when you're sending your phone because you know, I mean. I would say almost every person, especially in America, uh, you know, in the 98 percentile people probably have an Android or an iPhone of some sorts like that, where it's all to your point, you can be in, be in uh, you know, cobalt labor and the children's children, uh, yeah, modern day slavery kind of stuff. And so it's, it's interesting that we're, well, it's like out of sight, out of mind, you know, people have that out of sight. I don't see that happening. You know, same thing with people, people will, uh, I'll see, but like stick to CrossFit. Rich Froning will post a picture of him hunting, you know, and he gets bombarded with, you know, animal killer, all this stuff, murder, all thing. But those are this, uh, how many of those people are going to McDonald's and going to the grocery store, getting meat. And it's just like, man, that's just, and this goes back to what I originally talked to. I was like, does anybody just take a second to think before you send out a very hateful message or, you know, a cut try to cut somebody down like is there any is there any time to just maybe take a second to to think about it um but sorry to ramble too much but yeah to go back to i think there um i think i think there is uh separate the artist from art art from the artist but maybe uh maybe you shouldn't mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe you shouldn't uh, I, like i listened to a michael jackson song and i really like it Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I even played a Michael Jackson song for my grandson the other right? day. But then in the back of my head, I have that thing where it's like, was he a uh -huh. pedophile? I know, I know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. That's a um, great question, Carl. Great question. Um, man, yeah, you'd like to think like, yeah, that this guy. I mean, if he, if he's if he did what he's being accused of, he's obviously a piece, huge piece of crap. And so, therefore, I don't want to support that person in any way. But uh, Billy Jean is a straight fire, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I would say. I mean, I think the right thing to do <laughs> would not be would not do if there's you know if someone's uh, doing bad things or a bad person that they sh should not have they should have bad things you know they, well they shouldn't have good things happen to them <laughs> you know. Um, mm -hmm. That's uh yeah that's a good that's a good question that is a good one um yeah I th I think in in nature uh that which is effective wins and it, is. it doesn't really know m morality in that way it's kind of like the praying mantis you know reproduces and then yeah they yeah. kill one another and they eat I mean, yeah eat, same, eat same the, with like eat the mate same with like uh you know athletes if you're a great athlete great football player great baseball player. 
if you're great enough, people forgive you for whatever it is you're doing because you're going to produce on the field, you know, and generate, uh, generate wealth, generate championships, things like that. People are easy to forgive. People are a lot easier to forgive someone who is a championship quality or caliber athlete than those who are not. True. Um, which is, which is a shame, <laughs> but true. that's true though. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of layers to that too, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sports is entertainment. Um, entertainment produces culture. Uh, yep. culture is supported by memes something that, yes. you know, you, uh-huh. you, you know a lot about actually, do you know where the word meme comes from? Oh, I don't, I don't. Okay. So, uh, a meme was coined by, um, I think he's an evolutionary biologist named Richard Dawkins. He's a very famous atheist, um, mm-hmm. whether you like that or not. Uh, <laughs> I don't agree with everything that he says, um, yeah. but he's a very smart individual. Anyways, he coined meme as, um, let's see, I'm actually going to have to look it up, but it's, I think it's sure. a cultural unit. It's a, what did he call it? It's a, a unit of cultural transmission. That's what he said. Hey. Basically, he, he said that a meme is like a gene that um, in the right environment uh, produces a protein. So this is a gene now produces a mm-hmm. protein that becomes mm-hmm. the building block for some kind of expression uh, of, of our, our physiology. And that's something that carries over into future gener- generations. When it comes to culture, a meme is either um, a few words, a sentence. It can be a, a soundbite. Uh, it can even be a jingle. It can be anything that can be trans a unit unit of transmission uh, that carries information about culture. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And when you think about that, like what you are in many ways is you are uh, not only the one that is creating the foundation or the blueprint for what could be the next cultural movement, um, but you're also the one that is seeing it in the environment and then packaging that information. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely powerful, extremely um, valuable because it's it's a new way of informing people. And I think as, as funny as it can be, it can also be impactful. Thus, um, it carries a lot of responsibility on your end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you like, hey, Josh, just be careful. What I'm just saying is, is that something that you think about? Do you, or do you shoot from the hip? Because that's the way that the artist does it. Um, I think at the beginning, I was a little more shooting from the hip. But uh, I would be lying if I did say I'm a little more little more thoughtful uh with today's climate and culture and you know can't cancel culture and things like that and i don't, and, and a lot of it's due to now that i have a or I, I mean i have a wife but now i have two little kids too and so i try to like i would i would feel i don't know which word you want to use uh, horrible whatever if something ever if i ever posted something that inspired somebody to take a very negative reaction to like my family or something like that. That would just be like the worst thing. And so um, I am a little more thoughtful on that nowadays because I think I'd be a little more, even more edgy if I was just a single guy living by myself. I'd probably be even more inclined to push the boundaries even further. Um, So I do think about that a little bit um, more so today than I did uh, when I first started, uh, first starting it. Um, And I think also too is because I, I, it seemed like, because I said I'm about I'm about ten years ten years deep now doing this, and I, I 
I didn't, it didn't seem like people were as easily offended <laughs> just 10 years ago to where they are now. And so, um, and I, I, I'm some, I'm someone who's not, and it, it, it would take, I don't, I don't think I've ever been offended by anything I've seen on social media, like personally offended. Yeah. There's things that like kind of upset me, but like, like offended, offended. I don't, I don't honestly, I don't think I've ever have been. And so, um, I, I would always operate from that mindset. I'm like, I'm, it's not offensive to me. So I'm just going to post it. But I uh, go, I try to be a little more conscious of that nowadays of like, is it, is it, is it, is it a little bit of good taste? Is it bad taste? Like I got I try to like think about that a little bit more. And then, and then usually, even if there is, there's still ways to kind of like alter the joke a little bit or alter the meme a little bit to make it still, still land how, how I'm envisioning a landing. Um, did that answer your question? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, uh, one okay. of the things that you made me think about was style. You know, in, in comedy, you have like the Jerry Seinfelds and then you have the Dave Chappelle's. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave Chappelle, for example, talks about things that are uh, touchy subjects mm -hmm. and he's able to go about them in a way that no matter how, um, I, I don't know, deliberate he is and uh, well thought out he is, there's always somebody who can't see past. Yeah the the thought process and, and uh is triggered by it or is offended by it Didn't. and then you have the jerry seinfelds who are more like clean comedy type thing more right. this is mm -hmm. vanilla but it's it's it tastes really good yeah so you made me think about styles but ultimately i think when when i have gotten offended this is now just me personally <laughs> is when I have been unwilling to take a hard look at that which I'm seeing and making me uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that you're you're really doing is uh, you know like it, it's it's very silly but when you put the face filters on <laughs> athletes uh, finishing a, a workout at the CrossFit uh -huh. Games and yeah. then their tongues are spinning around or their faces look completely distorted it's kind of like here's an amazing athlete that just accomplished something huge and you're taking the accomplishment away from them completely by making them look absolutely <laughs> ridiculous this is true yeah. and some may be saying like how that why are you um i don't know what what they could say but like denigrating somebody or like yeah. taking away something that's so big and uh -huh. it's because at the end of the day this is all a joke yes it's not yes. that serious right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that goes back to where i don't i don't i don't really want to ever discriminate on on anything like I, if a joke is a joke i'm going to go for it i'm not going to not boast it because i'm worried about this one group being a offender or one, this one person it's like no i'm everyone's fair game everybody's fair game myself included there's tons of there's tons of videos that i make fun of myself about there's plenty of those um and so that's what i'm saying like every everyone's fair game everyone if you're if you're uh you know put something out to the public especially if you're posting something to social or you know you're putting yourself out there um to me it's fair game and i'm and i do i don't i'm not trying to like again i'm not trying to like be disrespectful hurt, hurt anybody's feelings i'm just hopefully poking fun and you can see where i'm trying to just trying to make you laugh, you know? So, um, yeah, that's all, that's always been my, uh, my intention, but that's a, that's a, that's a good video that you highlighted because there was like me right there when I did, I was like, Oh, this would be hilarious. You know, this is just gonna be a bunch of funny faces, but that video did blew up quite a bit. And there was tons of people. Oh, you must be so like insecure with yourself that you have to make fun of females for accomplishing something. I'm like, wow, I'm 
my mind was billion miles from that thought. Like I would not even, I'm not even in the same world as that. And so, um, that's where like, when I see those Southern I'm like, geez, that's, it's, it's almost comical to me that they have, um, connected those dots where I'm like, that could be, could not be even further from what I was even trying to do, you know? And so, uh, but then also goes back to like, maybe that's something I should maybe think about moving forward. And, so, and it, it is now on my radar a little bit where I like, you know, the more comments I see like that, well, maybe I need to maybe be a little more mindful, but again, if it's like a, if it's a, you know, a hundred, a hundred positive comments to one negative one, I feel like I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm in safe. I'm in the safe zone. You know, I'm, I'm probably, it's probably okay. You know, uh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't change my, uh, my approach because of one out of a hundred people are upset about something. It's just not a, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's where like, it's, I, I got to focus on the positive part on that. Yeah. But yeah, that was, totally. there was, I mean, there was, I mean, was, uh, next time you should just do it with the adaptive athletes, see what happens, you know, like that, that would be, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that would be going another, uh, level and, yep. mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm not suggesting you do it, but I, I imagine the outrage would be even, even greater. Oh, for sure. Anyways, what, yeah. yeah, what I'm trying to get to is that when you're exploring the edges of humor, you're going to tap into things that are not going to sit well and, right. uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are, are just yeah. not going to be funny mm -hmm. to to some, and when right. it's not yeah. funny to some, well, then it's not not funny. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. to the, to those people, of course. Exactly. But I think yeah. you 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 have you have done something that I I admire greatly. Like you you had this post on on Twitter or X um, that was a little bit more um, a longer post that you had written out, well thought out about mm -hmm. your interpretation on uh, like Elon Musk's new oh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. biography. I, I mm -hmm. thought that was that was amazing, yeah, and it doesn't you. mean that you have to uh, be a supporter of uh, mm -hmm. how somebody like Elon Musk ex expresses themselves, but you're 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 honoring that which does move the needle for you, and you're giving yourself. Uh, yeah, the openness to try to explore that which yes. uh, doesn't sit right with you, and I think that's that's really cool. And you've done something similar, um, I believe, talking about women in CrossFit and on their yes. physiques when people are suggesting that they yeah. are, um, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> on some kind of um, you know uh, steroids or whatever right. it may be. Right. And mm -hmm. some maybe are, uh, yeah. But you you make great points on this is what happens when you <laughs> yeah. train this way for a long time. I know. Yeah, I'm just like, what do you? Yeah, to that. Uh, yeah, if you watch the video, it's like, yeah, what do you, what do you think someone's going to do if they're just dedicating their entire lives to fitness and training? Like, what do you, what would you expect someone's physique to look like if they're living, breathing, twenty four hours a day of just training? They're probably going to be a little different than the average. The average person, um, but you know, even with that, if you if you go through those comments, there's tons of people that haven't have any excuses on the uh, you know, no, it's not possible and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, man, just uh, the um, the the mindset to always try to see the negative is is uh, it's, it's, it, it kind of bums me out. This bums me out. That, that seems to be like a lot of people's first um, interpretation of something or approach to uh, instead of like you know. Not miss, not uh, Mr. or Mrs. Brightside. They like try to be optimistic. It's always no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, but yeah, to the to the Elon post, I just think Elon is. I just think he's an incredible human, and I think what he's trying to do for like civilization and and um, you know the the companies that he runs, it's like he he's a special 
he's a very special person. And, um, and is he perfect? Obviously not. Again, nobody is. And I, and I, and I, and I know nobody, or I mean, I know everybody knows that nobody's perfect, but here's a guy doing so much and people just try to like, I'm just going to highlight everything he's not doing, <laughs> highlight everything that he's done bad or what he said that's upsetting. But it's just like, are you, are you even, do you guys even understand what that guy is doing right now? He is, it's, it's phenomenal. He's like a, an absolute unicorn, um, of a person. And it's like, man, a guy that's even a guy that is doing that much is still getting just, you know, bombarded and criticized by masses. And it's just like, if anything you take away from that, it's like, it, it just goes back to, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter what you do or say, there's always going to be people that are just not going to like you for whatever the reason is. And it's just like, man, this guy is, I mean, you'd be hard, especially like currently, you'd be hard to find anybody else really doing as much as what that guy's, what that guy's, uh, you know, doing, and obviously I don't know on a personal level, but what it, what it looks like he is doing from an outsider's point of view, it looks like, it's like, I don't even know how that guy's, <laughs> not having like a mental breakdown, like running that many companies and, and the caliber of companies too. what you're trying to accomplish. You know, he's not like trying to make a new, like pair of shoes or something, <laughs> trying to send people to space, electric cars, a pop, very popular social platform. And I forgot what the boring company, I know he's running boring company too, but I forgot what that is. Yeah. They make and, tunnels. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah. And then, uh, he was a huge, he was like one of the first people for like the chat GPT, the AI stuff. And it's like, this guy is, uh, phenomenal human being and it's like man like i feel like somebody like that we should at least like give him his props first before we start breaking him down and beating him down it's like dang man but he he's a yeah he's an interesting guy i mean very interesting guy <laughs> very interesting mm-hmm. guy but but um but yeah that's kind of my that was kind of my overall take on that was like there's just a guy doing so much and it doesn't even matter there's still people that aren't gonna like him or or point out all you know what they would consider his flaws or you know something he's not doing this is like man it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable yeah it, it's 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 challenging and uh, as soon as you have an opinion about this you're going to be loved or hated uh from from people so it, it right. at the end of the day it doesn't really matter and one of the things that uh i think we should all do is just focus on that which we can control and that which right. um we express as as unique to ourselves and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, look to others to to model that which we believe should be yeah. seen in the world and if we can do that then i think we're doing something that is yeah. is a contribution a meaningful contribution or at least that feels like a meaningful contribution yeah and then who knows maybe um uh, when our time is up here, we'll we'll know the truth. But uh, yeah. and if we don't, well then uh, look, we 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 at least tried. <laughs> That's true. Yep. That's a good point. Very good point. Yeah, I do operate under the try to cause no harm. Um, yeah. Principle, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. even if you're trying to not cause harm, you're going to cause harm to people indirectly. So it's it's all yeah. you're always going to lose somewhere. All right for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, navigating that is big. Uh, yep. But I'm curious, Josh. Uh, right now in the CrossFit scene. Um, do you feel like there's been a little bit of an inflection in your, in your presence within the CrossFit scene as of late? Like are, are people starting to seek you out and curious about what you do or has it just been like a steady, uh, incremental, uh, growth within the CrossFit scene specifically as mm-hmm. this media personality that mm-hmm. is, yeah, sharing humor? Yeah. Um, I would say overall it's been pretty steady, um, but I, yeah, ironically, in the last, um, I'd say maybe maybe last year, maybe six months or so, uh, there has been more 
more people reaching out to me for like like these kind of interviews is like podcasts and stuff like that they wanted more of my uh you know kind of have a conversation with me kind of like just i guess to hear my thoughts on things um which is cool i, I, I do love that I, and i think maybe some of that might be because i i started a podcast about a, a little over a year ago um so maybe that's another reason why that's um that's kind of been uh, up a little bit but yeah i would say overall it's pretty much um it's been pretty steady like uh i mean especially if you're going off of like um uh, you know like followers on instagram that's that's been a steady there hasn't been too many like like peaks and valleys on that first per se um but uh but yeah i enjoy i i do like i, I right now i do like talking more <laughs> than making memes and making uh making like the videos and i don't know if it's because it's um there's there's a part of me that's like i mean i've done so many of those i think i've done like five <laughs> six or seven thousand of them and it's like i just kind of want to i just kind of want to turn the page just a little bit and just tr at least try something new because i i i i feel like i'd always kind of you know sprinkle those in throughout throughout the throughout my posting my content but um this this actually is very uh uncomfortable for me for, for the most part like I, I i do battle with anxiety big time and so even before we go on like it's like I'm, I'm antsy. Like I'm antsy. I gotta, gotta use the toilet like two or three times, just like ten minutes before we're going on. Like I, I get my, I get the jitters, and it's not until about like right about now. What are we about like forty five minutes an hour in? Mm -hmm. Is when it starts to come down a little bit. And so, um, I, I want to try to like get better at that. And so that's why I even like push. That's another reason I like pushed like the, pushed off doing like podcasting for a long time. It's just because uh, you know, anxiety and kind of just scared, uh, to to do that. And so I wanted to challenge myself, uh, because I do. I, I, I love podcasts. I love consuming them. I, there's like, it's probably, it's probably the number one piece of content I consume. Like even over like TV, uh, mm -hmm. even scrolling is, is listening to podcasts is like the number one thing. So I, I, I love that. Um, I love that medium of, uh, of, of content. And so I want to get, I definitely want to get better at it. And I noticed I've listened to like just the other day, I went back and listened to like my first couple episodes to where I've done it. And I, and I do notice a difference for sure. And, and that, which is good. I'm like, at least I, I feel like I'm getting better. Is and it? so, um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to continue to try to like uh, pursue this a little more and see if I, I think can get it. I even. think you should. I think you yeah. should. I mean, this is just my opinion, but I, as I said, I've been trying to pay attention a little bit more to what's happening culturally, especially uh -huh. in the like creator economy space within mm -hmm. CrossFit. Uh, there's a lot of people are so focused on the CrossFit games and then you have like Sevan who's like trying to be a little edgy on his yeah. his his podcast <laughs> but they keep uh -huh. coming back to some like drama stuff which is cool and then yeah. you have um is it Andrew Hiller or Hiller yeah is it Andrew, uh, Andrew Hiller I think it's I'm pretty sure it's Andrew yeah it is Andrew yep. yeah Andrew Hiller Hiller, yep. Hiller fit right Hiller fit um, yep mm -hmm. yeah I started watching his stuff and uh -huh. um, uh -huh. yeah he He's clickbaity and he does a thing and it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. you know, I, he, he has great points and I, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. I think it's cool. Like, is he, he yeah. I think he started off as like the rep police or whatever it is. <laughs> yep. Uh <-huh. laughs> Which, yep. It's just yep. A That's, that in itself is a funny meme within CrossFit. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. And then you have the like Sean Woodlands who, who, by the way, uh -huh. I just ran into Sean Woodland. Um, oh yeah. At, at, a, at a zoo. Um, Such here, a good dude. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just he's a few great. months ago, which is yeah, funny. He's great dude. But you have like that more like professional mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. looking dude talking about mm -hmm. CrossFit yeah. and, and the space. But I just mm -hmm. feel like you could bring some, I don't even know if this is politically correct to say, but color commentary, is that a thing? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think, yeah, I, I would say that's politically correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you I never know so, anymore. Yeah. I, I, I'm that's like true. scared of even saying the well, word I'm just color. Gonna, I'm just going to take the little sound bite and lap it over something <laughs> and canceled, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I think I, I, I do think about that quite a bit, especially if you look, if you're like a watch ESPN, you know, they have tons of different shows uh, and they have uh, all different kinds of uh, cast of characters, you know? And so there's, I think that's good to have, it's a little bit of everybody, a little bit for everybody. And I, I do think it's not like somebody else's success is not going to, you know, impinge on my success. I don't, I don't think that if anything, it's probably the opposite. I think more people in the space doing, doing well is just going to give more eyeballs than like, if we can all figure out how to kind of work together, I feel like you can all kind of like grow together. And I think that's like the ultimate way. And I, I, I and back to me listening to podcasts, there's a lot of like comedian podcasts I listen to, and they've, they've done a good job of like kind of all, you know, nobody's like really talking down about anybody. Everybody's like guests on each other's show. And you can see all their numbers are like going up like collectively. And so and that's just like a win-win. Like that's just a, that's just a good thing all around. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I have, I have like a lot of ideas, but man, for me, it's just like the finding the time to, um, like the editing part of it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. The editing is, is huge, but I think, man. I think there's a way of doing it and I'm, I'm actually mm -hmm. working through this right now, but I wanted to just comment. It's like, uh, what you're mentioning is, uh, late night hosts wouldn't talk to each other. would be in competition. Then, mm -hmm. uh, comes the likes of Joe Rogan. They mm -hmm. create their own thing. Everybody's platforming each other. They grow the pie. So the little slice that they have just gets yep. bigger. Of course, everybody's winning. Now yep. you mm -hmm. see the silliness that occurs where all the late night hosts are doing a podcast together. Did oh, you see yep. that? I saw it. Yep. I did. Yes, I did. And then you're just like, it just doesn't feel good. It's clearly artificial. Doesn't make <laughs> oh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys doing? This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think that that same thing is happening in the CrossFit space and mm -hmm. there is an evolution in mm -hmm. media. So why not yeah. take that and run with it? And then mm -hmm. when it comes to the podcasting thing, I feel like, um, you know, I've, I've monetized my podcast, but uh, I think I think on a on a good month, this makes like 30 bucks or something. I don't know. Something uh, maybe 100. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't have sponsors on it yet. Um, uh -huh. So it's definitely not monetized, but I think that mm -hmm. if you if you choose to say, okay, my podcast is going to be a place where I simply am trying to explore ideas, or mm -hmm. I'm going to try to contribute this uh, perspective that I have to a very specific uh, group of people within this space, mm -hmm. it w it will grow. And then if you allocate all the resources that come your way to reinvest it into now getting production done. And having a method for that. Now you you can do like the Mr. Beast model, you know. Yep. Um, and it right. carries over. Uh, yep. And it then is. you ha you'll have moments where, and this is what happened to me back in the day, is that you'll have moments where you start getting invited to things where they're like, "Hey, Josh, can you come out to do a thing?" Yeah. What's your fee? My fee is five k a day or ten k yeah. a day or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. And then mm -hmm. you go and do that, and then you yep. get one of those a year. Mm -hmm. Um. But then it turns into more things, and you create mm -hmm. an ecosystem of a business within. Uh, right. Super easy to say, hard to execute on. But I think <laughs> yeah. because there's such few people who are willing to follow through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you yes. have already demonstrated that following through you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, you yeah. can't lose. Yep, and you can sure. pivot as many times as you need until you find yeah. the thing. Yep, for sure. Yep. That is, I was thinking about doing like like mini podcasts, like little micro podcasts, you know, like three minute ones. Because I was trying to figure out how to really capitalize on I, I don't i don't know if you know this or not but have you seen like you can do like five or six minute video now on instagram but not but not everybody can do that it's weird like if i go to upload a video i, get, I still get the, the 90 seconds so i gotta look into like how you can do that but i've been i know since you few just go to that post have... oh post instead of real <laughs> well 
this uh this podcast paid dividend for me right now thanks for that buddy that was a huge, there you go i did not know that okay good um <laughs> i swear uh okay but yeah okay good stuff uh so anyways i was trying to think of like is there ways to do that because i well a couple things right now it's like i'm like a one person show where i like i come up the content film it by myself edit it by myself so so a five minute video is a lot easier than like a 30 minute video as you mm-hmm. as pretty common sense and so um and then you can kind of break them up and just like, I'm going to pick a topic and I'm going to talk about that topic for three to five minutes. And that's going to be my, my micro podcast, my little micro post. So I thought I about doing great. Some, yeah. I thought about doing that. I think that might be my way. When well, I start doing here, here's my suggestion on that. This is just my take. And, and yeah. I don't think there is one that's uh, yeah. uh, better than another, but uh, my suggestion, if you're going to do that is why not create a show 30 minutes, 60 minutes, an hour and a half, two hours that has different segments each segment becomes a micro show of itself in itself. Yep. It's like a clips, but is a deliberately created one. And that mm-hmm. can be shared in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's something about long form content that if you structure it correctly, it can be, um, yeah, uh, yeah, repurposed. And mm-hmm. I think this is not new. Everybody and their mom yeah. is talking about uh, repurposing. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh, but ultimately what it does is I think you want to create your signature voice. And here I am now like preaching at you like, hey, John, no, just dude, listen no. to me. I'm going I to pre- tell you I about. appreciate your, no, I appreciate your advice because I know you know what you're talking about. So I, I appreciate your, appreciate your. Well, I'm a dumbass trying to figure it out myself. So <laughs> I don't, oh, oh, touche, sir. I think you're, uh, I think you're one of the smarter ones, man. This is like, uh, oh, I, I like, I love listening to you and, and please advice, advice away, advise away. My, my ego thanks you. Um, okay, you're welcome. I, I, I just think that there's something about um, the long form that allows you to find signatures and then Mm -hmm. within those signatures you can now start to package them and then as you package those signature sound bites those signature segments whatever it may be that's the thing that becomes the meme and joins Mm. the culture and then Mm -hmm. when uh looked at can be traced back to you and it comes back down to this like long form which is like this is like an open mic session yeah Mm -hmm. And, and what you're working on is material. And yeah. um, th- that's why I think this is big. Now, in order to be very efficient and effective, what I found is, for example, for this podcast, let's say I've been preparing for a month, mm-hmm. but I've been just like spring, like I've been thinking about you for a month. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of know a little bit about you. I've gone through your content, mm-hmm. but I don't know enough. So and and there wasn't like um, a specific set of questions I wanted to ask you. I just wanted to have a conversation yeah. because I believe through conversation something would come out. But then, for example, yesterday, I I interviewed a sports agent, and for that one, I had a set of questions. I have a list. I have like a mm-hmm. thing, yeah. and I did it. And basically, what I what I do is before I even record the podcast with the person, I'm editing the podcast as I am doing it. Ah, so. Uh-huh. It took me 10 minutes to, to nice. get it all done afterwards, and then boom, nice. it's uploaded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's now awesome. it's, it's, it's really easy. And, yeah. then, and then now I, I, I kind of know that, okay, I can pre-production mm-hmm. save myself a lot of time on the back yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then know that there's going to be some podcasts that are going to be creative, and that maybe on the back end, I'm going to have to do a lot of post-production, but that mm-hmm. may teach me something mm-hmm. that is going to inform my more structured uh, mm-hmm. show. This is, yeah. this is the framework that I use. See if this resonates with you. I believe experience first, 
structure second, price or economy third. Okay, so I'll yep. explain what this, this means. Yeah. Let's say you and I decide we're going to do a podcast together. We're going to jump on a show. We do this thing. We want the experience to be a free-flowing conversation. I mean, it could be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to have rules for it. Some rules are going to be uh, you're allowed to say absolutely wild things. You know, like you can go off and say wild things. Um, we can say, you know what? We're going to be limited to two minute sound bites. You're going to get two minutes to say whatever you want, and then I'm going to cut you off, and then you're going to say it to me. Right. So, experience. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. add the rules. Now you're creating the structure. Mm -hmm. Once you create the structure, now you're creating a conversion because now it's not just you and I sharing value, but now the audience also wants to connect. And that's when now you can open up a way for them to engage. And now you produce the economy. Now the merge yeah. comes. Now the whatever yeah. comes. And a great example of this is Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, mm. Kill Tony. Have you watched oh, the show? Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. That's a great show. I cried watching <laughs> Kill Tony, not of uh -huh. laughter. Oh, the Rosie O'Donnell one? emotions. The Rosie O'Donnell one? When yeah, when um uh I I guess that's the one where uh yeah they took the one of the the lady oh, the lady yeah Celia yep mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah did you watch that one I did watch that one yep mm -hmm. uh, it was Roseanne Barr yep yeah um yeah to Tony offered for her to open up for him and then yes. Ro Roseanne, and Roseanne did the same yes double down yeah which is yeah so awesome yeah changing that lady's life right there like right in front of her eyes uh -huh. totally that is a mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. That the experience is comedy. The mm -hmm. structure is you have uh, three powerful comedians uh, at that table and then open micer type thing getting a minute or whatever with a silly like cat thing that says it's time for you to end your thing. Yeah. And then with an interview and then with the opportunity of creating a career for yourself. I think yeah. that's amazing. And it, it looks so easy when they're it doing it like I could do yeah. that too. No, uh -huh. you can't. Yeah, you I just can't. I know you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's kind of yeah. like a Seinfeld's uh, comedies in cars getting coffee or whatever. Yeah. You think yeah. you can, but you just can't. For sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's it's because of the them as a personality there that's unique to them. And yeah, it's well, you see that all. There's tons of tons of people try to replicate <laughs> things that, and they always fail every single time. I feel like, or it's not definitely not as good as the original. Uh, mm -hmm. Whatever. Whatever the context mm -hmm. or the content of the of the thing is for sure mm -hmm. right so I, I guess what i'm getting to is that when, when you just open yourself up to the experience you'll create the structure when you allow yourself to see the structure you'll see the value and the value exchange becomes the economy so for example when you uh did you get a media pass for the crossfit games mm -hmm. yep i'm a professional journalist carl so i know it's incredible <laughs> i know it actually kind of is it kind of is incredible i was like because, you know, uh, Make Wads Great Again, John, he got one mm -hmm. one year. And I was all, how did you get one? <laughs> how mm -hmm. did you? And he's all, I just I just asked and they gave it to me. And I was like, well, then the next year I asked and they just gave it to me. And then now it's like, now it almost gets like automatically sent to me, which is kind of mm -hmm. unreal. And so, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. super grateful, super grateful for that. But yeah, sorry to answer your question. Yes, I did get a meeting. <laughs> yeah, pass. I know. Uh -huh. I'm, what I'm just saying is that, and I assume that you're like, I just want to have the experience. And mm -hmm. then while I'm there, I'm going to come up with some things that I, I'm going to probably make up on the spot. Maybe you even thought about them just on the plane as you're heading yep. over. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I'm just going to ask the silly question of like, how do you feel about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson or whatever separating? <laughs> yeah. 
And then you yep. have somebody like Annie Thor's daughter, uh, like laughing at that and being super yeah. confused, but, uh, you know, <laughs> loving on you for it. And that just being something of value. Of course. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not to toot my own horn, but did you see my uh, video with Patrick Vellner? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I, I wish he. I wish he had uh, lifted your T-shirt slower. I know, but the, he, there was so much going on. I was trying to like tell him like what I'm trying to do. He's just like you know that was that was good that he did what he did. That was like yeah, it he was, was amazing that he did what he did. And, uh -huh. and but what's cool is that I know that you know that that is just the tip of the iceberg, and that you can perfect that to a degree that you just need exposure, 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 and that right. becomes mm -hmm. something that is really powerful. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sure. Yeah, and then then you hit them on the other side, and now I'm the one rambling and not letting you talk as the yeah. guest. But I'm so okay. excited about you. Um, <laughs> but now you, what you do is, um, it, you hit people with the other side of you, which is, hey, I'm not just this like super silly uh, guy with uh, the sense of humor of a seven year old. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, <laughs> right on. You're right on. I, yep. I, I am also um, willing to share that I, I am well thought out and I could have the wisdom of an 80 year old. And yep. I'm, I'm going to try to merge both of those because I think we need this. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. And that's essentially something I've been, I've been focusing on and thinking about quite a bit is um, those, those kind of mini podcast type of concepts where I can cover a topic um, be impactful, make a good point, and then also be silly about it and make you laugh about it at the end. And that, uh, that's hard to do sometimes. <laughs> that's hard to do sometimes. And so, um, so sometimes there's a lot of that goes in. It's, it's funny. Sometimes stuff comes right away. Like it's like instantaneous, like, oh, this boom. And then stuff, some stuff is like, man, I'm, I'm on take 20 because I didn't say it the right way or my, Sometimes I get really almost probably too, uh, too detailed where like, I don't like my head positioning. I don't like the emphasis I put on a certain word. And, but to me, all that stuff matters big time of like how, a, how a joke's going to land or how it's going to sound funny or not. Or if it's, if it feels authentic versus like too rehearsed, all these little things. And so sometimes like when you see some of my videos, it's like, yeah, that's, that's take like 30 sometimes, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, it's like a 10 second video, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm hoping to, uh, start kind of going down that, going down that road of, uh, content creating and hopefully, um, hopefully I can be good at it. You know, hopefully it's a, hopefully I can get it dialed in. That's like, that's what I'm excited about right now. What's, it's really kind of getting the juice flowing is, is that type of new style of content. Um, when we're, when we're done, I'll, I'll send you, there's a couple guys on TikTok that I think they do it very, very well where they. It's like a two minute video. They're talking about a topic and it's really well produced. Um, mm -hmm. And um, and so I, I'm trying to, I, I, I'm inspired by them. I want to kind of emulate that same style. Uh, but, and this one person that I'll send you, I reached out to him. I said, who's, who edits your videos? Who does that stuff? He says they do it in house and they are starting to open it up to uh, have, you know, con work for content creators. And it's like $5,000 a video. And I was like, that's a lot of money, buddy. <laughs> that's a lot of money. But it's a, I mean, it's a beautiful look. They do a great job. They do a great job. But that's just like, man, until I start bringing in a little more revenue, I, can't, I don't know if I can shell out the the 5,000 bucks for, a, you know, for, for a video. But Right. Um, which, which I, I have my opinions on it, but whatever. Yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, I yeah. think you can follow the, that's where following like the Zach King 
uh, model. Mm-hmm. You know the guy oh, that yeah, does yeah. like mm-hmm. video illusions. Uh, yep. Yeah, he basically has stuff. a production company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they do everything in house, but they have mm-hmm. this like, insane method for for writing, producing, selecting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the interview I saw with them, but I thought it was it was really well thought out, and I was like, okay, this makes sense. And then of it course, is. people can outsource their editing to them, but uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for you to do that because they have their own vertical and they 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 kill it. Um, you know what it made me think of, uh, as you were sharing this, w- mm-hmm. would you say you are, um, a digital comedian? Who? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a fair, a fair title. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, uh, I think I do a little bit, I mean, it, it was definitely just memes for a while, but I think I've transitioned to skits and then I've transitioned to like, uh, podcasts where I try to put a lot of humor in my podcast. Um, and then even like long form videos like on on social platforms. So yeah, I think yeah. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I'm giving the, you very long winded answers. No, it's it's really cool. I I love this. Okay. I I uh-huh. this is kind of what I wanted with you, and yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that anybody who's made it this this deep in is kind of listening yeah. and just getting to listen to what a regular conversation would be like between mm-hmm. two people who are just thinking about how to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is what it made me think about. I, I, this is now me like uh, bragging about how cool I am. But I got invited to Can Lions, which is uh-huh. a big advertising festival in the French Riviera, and nice. I, I got to be a part of the NBC Universal uh, ecosystem. Nice. And I got to go to the SNL Saturday Night Live 50th uh, anniversary oh, uh, celebration, whatever. So I got to be with some of the cast members. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cast members, as I was just like talking to them, we were just having a conversation about different sports and whatever. And two of the cast members started talking to each other and they started writing in real time. Oh, yeah. So they started writing a skit in real Uh time in front of me. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is how they do it. This is what the writing room looks like. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about you, I was like, oh, it'd be interesting if Josh had like a show that was called the the like writing room or the Ooh, writer's uh-huh. room or whatever you, you call it. Yeah. And then I was thinking about, you know, you, you listen to uh, Theo Vaughn or jo- Joe mm-hmm. Rogan or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tom Segura or Burke Kreischer or whatever. You mm-hmm. hear how they talk about the green room mm-hmm. and how they they that's where they create uh, amongst comedians. There's something about that I think is is missing within the CrossFit space when it comes to media and like sharing stories. I think I feel like CrossFit was doing a little bit of that stuff kind of back in the day. Like I remember, do you remember like Rory and Miranda's like rap video or that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like yeah, Danny that they Bro- got in trouble for. Did they? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, because really? Miranda, uh, I forget how how it went, but the reason I know this is because when she was filming this video. I had uh, brought all these break dancers to the CrossFit oh. Games to do a uh-huh. performance, and okay. some of my break dancers were featured uh, oh, in this I video. See. And uh-huh. I just remember Dave being pretty upset later on, and and this coming up several uh-huh. times in conversation. Oh wow, that's hilarious! Mm-hmm. Well, like, oh, but uh, they weren't supposed to use like who's who's upset? The dancers or everybody? No, was no, upset. Dave. Dave was upset. Somebody was supposed to be work. I guess Rory was supposed to be working, and Miranda was also doing media, or maybe she was even competing. I can't even remember. But there's something that got them in trouble. Uh, oh. oh, like they were supposed to be doing work, but instead they went over here to make a music video. That's hilarious. Yeah, they were out there with their chains That's and a, then getting other hilarious. athletes to to perform in this video, whatever. It, yes. That's hilarious. Yeah. But too bad that was an epic piece of content. 
That was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, that was for amazing. Sure. Oh, for yeah. sure. I just think that there there is a way. Okay, who's that guy that goes to? Uh, I think he's part of the Daily Daily Show. Okay. When Trevor Noah used to do this, one of the uh-huh. correspondents who now is, I guess, the host. Uh, oh. He used to do go to like Trump l- rallies or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I think I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like a taller white dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a character like that is interesting uh-huh. because that is yeah. a street comedian type thing mm-hmm. 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 in real time doing crowd work. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You know that 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 could be that could be you too. This which is so uh, cool. this year at the games, I was uh, I went down a couple times, even though I wasn't supposed to, but I just kind of like yeah, I'm gonna sneak my way down. So I go down in the into the tunnel right where all the athletes are working out, and man, this year I, there was so much media or you know people with cameras. I'm like, even if I have, I feel like even if I had an idea for like a great skit or something like, you know, something you're doing, like for one, I don't know how receptive these athletes are going to be for it because they're trying to get ready for a, for a, you know, uh, compete Two, I would probably be like the sixth or seventh person shoving a camera in their face, trying to ask them, you know, if it's coming from me, it'd probably be like a silly question or like something, you know, trying to get like a, you know, laugh out of them. And it's like, I'm, I was just thinking like, I don't know how. It's more than I've ever seen. I mean, I almost feel like it's like a double or a triple jump from just the, uh, you know, not this most recent one, but two season, two games ago. There was a little bit of media, but holy crap, there were so many people with cameras. I couldn't believe how many people were down there. And like, especially the big name people like, uh, you know, like a Daniel Brandon or like even Maderos and some of that. Oh, they're just like, I, like the coaches had to keep saying like, okay, can you guys back away? We need to just, we need to get ready. We need to get ready. And so um, I've always, I've always waited and like at the end of the uh, the event sunday night when everyone's kind of like chilling coming down off their high that's when like if you can get to them I, i'm a little more um aggressive and try to get people because like competition's done everyone's you know every, everything is what it is and um it's a it's a little more easy to get uh, athletes to kind of open up and be silly but um i think i think your idea is great i love it and i and i and i would love to do something like that it's just like man it is like I say, if you're if, if I don't know if you're gonna go next year, if you're gonna, when you when you're gonna go, you'll see it though. Like there's everybody's got like a YouTube channel, and everybody's got like it's a YouTube channel, and then not only that, like they like everybody has like two or three or four camera guys for each YouTube channel. So it's like it is it was insane. It was oh man, it was so great. And then this year, Zavon did the behind the scenes, so he had himself, and there, he had a couple of different camera guys. There was again, I'm, I'm I know I'm like um, getting like redundant, redundant, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 it's, it's big, it, and I yeah. think it's really cool. Uh, what I was thinking is, you know, timing is everything. So with mm-hmm. the athletes, you do it when they're when they're done and beat up and sad mm-hmm. and happy or whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I think it's interesting to work the crowd too. So like you go to oh, the yeah. audience and you find the key players within the audience. And, and the reason I'm I'm sharing this is because I I filmed a pilot episode for a potential show. Where mm-hmm. I was doing a behind the scenes at the CrossFit Games. This was in 2013 when mm-hmm. Annie had injured her back, and I mm-hmm. I had some mm-hmm. time off for that that yeah. games. Um, and I got to interview Shane Dorian, big wave surfer, oh, yeah. super mm-hmm. super famous. Uh, yeah. I met Mark Morissette, who's now the founder of Strike Movement, and uh, was one of the first pro snowboarders to ever live. Um, I uh, yeah, I got to uh, meet Salema Masakele and work with him. Who, oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know he's he's been a. He's- uh, X Games legend for forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I actually worked with his production company. He was mentoring me through this, mm-hmm. and I got to meet all these amazing people. And um, I don't have the gift that you have, which is the gift for comedy. <laughs> so I, I just think you would kill it. And it doesn't yeah. have to be this 
super polished content. It, it yeah. just has to be like, this is what you're missing out at as as a as an attendee. And and the thing is, you you're funny six time whatever yeah. you called it. Uh, <laughs> what do you That's call it? Six time uh, CrossFit regional attendee. That's right. That's yeah. <laughs> that's just funny, dude. <laughs> Don't you forget about it, buddy. Um, no, I love I love that idea. You know, if I'm being honest, I never even thought about like working the crowd, but that is definitely an angle, especially if you can find like, you know, like the parents of an athlete, you know, or even like a, a spouse of an athlete. That that would be that would be interesting, especially if you could put it together as like a, you know, like a behind the scenes of the whole competition. There's some there's some gold there. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea, Carl. I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and yeah, even like you posted the other day um, about the uh, three moments that made you made you cry at the CrossFit Games. I guess it was like oh, the yeah. Justin Madeira's thing. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think great. that's cool. You do uh-huh. you do that, but with the people that are behind the scenes, like Annie with Thorstar's his. parents, who are always yeah. there, or mm-hmm. you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I there's love some that. cool things. Yeah, I love that idea. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna sit on that, yeah. And if, it, if I make it and it's super successful, I'm not gonna give you any credit. Please don't. I, I, uh, I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> this is all my idea. Yeah. You better give me credit. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, no, do that's you know good. how many time? Do you know how many times I got in trouble in the CrossFit space for not giving people credit when talking about like, oh, yeah. um, a hand position and a push up or something? It was just insane. Jeez, that's that's uh, man, unreal. Yep, I know. It's people, the, the, the people send me stuff all the time. Like, Hey, isn't this your video? People, people rip, rip my stuff all the time. It's like, I'm just like, yeah, just what are you going to do? Like, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't like it, but yeah. What are you, you know, what are you going to do? Um, um, yeah. Circle back. Yeah, Sorry. That, that made me, that no, reminded I, me. I was just going to, I was oh, just going to ask you what's, what's been the highlight of doing what you do. Actually, uh, in addition to uh, the highlight, I'm also curious when when people ask you what you do, what do you say? Uh, well, my my job that brings uh, brings me money is marketing. I'm a marketing. Uh, I've been like a marketing lead slash marketing director uh, for a couple, you know, last five or six years, a few different companies. But marketing, I usually say I'm like in marketing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's usually what I tell them. You know, if somebody's. Especially if the people have no idea like what Fluffy Duck is or CrossFit is, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down that space. But uh, but yeah, I no, that's, yeah, I do, I do, I do marketing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which which I think is uh, is true. Of course, uh, financially, uh, maybe marketing is what what brings the the money. But what brings you joy seems to be this other side of marketing that you're doing through an artistic mm-hmm. expression, which I mm-hmm. I admire. And my question is, in leaning into you as a talent and uh, a digital comedian and a person who can see things that other people can't, uh, what has been the highlight for you? What's been the biggest thing, the biggest take home? Um, over the years, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I guess most of it is in, is the in-person stuff when I see someone at the, you know, the games or like at a CrossFit event and they're just like, I guess you'd say like starstruck kind of thing. And they're just like, can't believe they're seeing me in person. And they come up and say the, like the nicest things I've had a handful of people say, you know, um, I was depressed, but I was always looking forward to your posts every day. It brought me out of like a dark spot. I've, I've gotten tons of those types of, uh, types of compliments, um, and then just like the, the you know, like just the, just the compliments the in-person compliments of like how happy the stuff makes them. I, I always share this stuff with everybody at gym. I always share this stuff with my husband or wife. Like your videos always make me, make me laugh or have a good time. Like that's, those are like, I'm always blown away by, um, I guess like the impact that it has. Although like, 
I know, I, I assume it's out there. I just don't really spend too much time thinking about it. But when you're in person and someone's telling you directly to you, like the, uh, you know, they're all excited about, want to take a picture with you and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I've always like, that makes me feel, that makes me feel amazing. And people are always like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can I please get a photo? I'm like, listen, I, this only happens like twice a year to me. So feel free to take as many pictures as you want. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I guess it goes to ego, uh, Carl. <laughs> makes, me, mm-hmm. makes me makes me feel good. Um, and you know, I guess it's, I, I, there's a passionate part of it. I just love doing it. But I, I I would say I equally love seeing the reaction of my of my content. And then, like I, I would just say in in person, that's just like an in person, um, you know, reaction of like what my uh, what my content has has meant to them or done for them. And so that's been the that's been the best the in person. Uh, compliments like at the live events are, are awesome. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, dude. It's great. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm a fan. Uh, I encourage you to keep going. I'm excited about it. I, I look forward to meeting you in person um, next time I'm, I come to Fresno. So I'll, dude. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. make sure to connect with you. Yeah. And yeah, if there's ever anything I can do to support you um, in, in any way that I can, uh, you have me here. And for everybody listening, I, I hope, uh, Everybody goes down into the show notes or description, follows you, and uh, and and yeah, learns more about everything that you're you're working on because uh, I do think you're an important voice in in the CrossFit space and I think beyond. Awesome, man! I, uh, like I said, as someone who's been a, such a big fan of you for a long time, you saying these nice things about me, I'm a, I mean, talk about my ego. It's going way up right now, bud. It's going way just up. Let, so this just is let a... it go. Let it go. <laughs> I, I, uh, all serious is I do genuine, genuinely appreciate these, uh, the nice things you're saying about me. And I genuinely appreciate, uh, you inviting me on. This has been an awesome experience. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing so much time. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to sharing this one with people. Likewise. This is the freestyle way. Yeah.